You know, as we climb back from COVID and invite people back to church and, and operate just in a, in a different way, as the whole world is really doing that. You know, the world has changed, but our purpose has not. Our purpose has not changed. We receive that purpose from the great commission, the great commandment. We are to love God with all that we are and to love others. We are to make disciples, baptize them into the fellowship, and teach them to obey God's word. And so this really can be summed up in five words that uh, come from uh, those, those two passages of Scripture, the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. And those five words, and we're walking through them. And one is fellowship, the next is evangelism, discipleship, ministry, and worship. You know, I've talked to many pastors who feel like, you know, their church is so easy to see that their church maybe has lost sight of the vision, of their mission, their purpose, because of what we've been through, what we're going through. I mean, there's, there's lots of just, okay, where are we going from here? Where, how do we navigate these, these waters? And so as pastors try to, try to instill that in their, in their people, um, I'm hearing more and more the pastors are like, you know, we're just going back to the, to the basis of who we are, the basics of why the church exists and what is our purpose and so uh, I feel the same way as well. I feel like over the past year and a half, maybe two years, it's like, well, as a church, we haven't, we haven't really been able to identify or to settle in on that and be, and be reminded of that. So that's really what this series is about, to be reminded of our purpose as a church and to be able to uh, walk through that and to be able to say, hey, we're going to do whatever it takes to accomplish our mission. Uh, in our first week, uh, week one, we visited fellowship and how fellowship is so important and it's one of the attributes of uh, and the purposes of the church. And there's a pathway to fellowship. That pathway to fellowship is accepting Christ as, uh, and being baptized and being put into this, this fellowship of believers. Maybe there's some people watching online. Maybe you're, you're kind of uh, trying to figure things out. Maybe you're searching a little bit. Maybe you're wondering, okay, is this really what, what God's calling me to do or what I need to do? And so as you search and as you search God and as God knocks on the door of your heart, know that he longs for you to be part of the fellowship. So there's a pathway to that. We also have to promote the fellowship. And we also, as we learn, how to, we need to protect the fellowship um, uh, as we submit to one another and talk to one another, not about one another. There's a system involved in that. And so fellowship is important. Second week, we talked about evangelism. Uh, and we, we use the story of Zacchaeus, how Jesus walked down the aisle and walked down the streets of, of, um, of this city called Jericho on his way to Jerusalem. And he saw a man in the tree. And Jesus literally shows us how evangelism works. First of all, he, he watched for those distractions of people in his life. Of course, you know, Jesus being fully God and fully man, he had a little bit of advantage, right? But you and I also have people in our lives that God has put there, like a Zacchaeus, that we can see, hey, there's something different about this person. I think I'm supposed to reach this person. And so watch for those distractions, those good, holy distractions of people God has placed in your life. And then look past the profile. You know, Zacchaeus was a, just not a good man. He was a tax collector. And so he, but Jesus looked beyond that to his heart. He looked past the profile. If we're going to reach people, we've got to look past that profile. And then Jesus was intentional, intentional to reach Zacchaeus, to say, you know what, Zacchaeus, I'm going to go to your house today. 
I'm going to invite myself over, and I want to just hang out with you. And so you and I have those uh, awesome opportunities if we could just get away from our phone, you know, uh, in those moments, just to say, hey, I'm going to put some of this other distraction away and get to the biggest distraction, and that is the people God has put in my life. And I'm going to be intentional to meet with them or to talk to them. And if you just try it, you'll see that God will give you that ability. And then last week, we talked about discipleship. Discipleship basically just means follow. Follow. That's what discipleship is. And it takes a a one-time decision to follow Jesus. Before you become a a disciple of Christ, you've got to know Christ. You've got to invite him into your life and to say, you know, I I surrender my sins. I I, I ask you to forgive me my sins. I confess. I need a Savior. I need Jesus to become Lord in my life. And I need to follow the good shepherd. And Jesus talks about that, how he is the good shepherd. And so as we, as we make that one-time decision, that's important. But Christianity goes far beyond just that one-time decision. Christianity goes to a decision that we have to make every day of our lives. Following Jesus means we get up in the morning and we say, you know what? I'm going to follow Jesus. I choose Jesus today. I choose Jesus today. And if you make that intentional decision to say, I'm going to do whatever it takes to connect with my Savior, with my shepherd, and to follow him, that is discipleship. And as a church, in his leadership, we're going to provide opportunities for that. I just shared how there's a, 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 a small group ladies coming up in October. We have small groups on Wednesdays, Sundays, uh, uh, Sunday mornings, Sunday nights. We have opportunities for you to connect with others by opening the word. And so just want to encourage you to get involved and to, uh, and to grow your faith through discipleship. So now this week, we land on the word ministry. We land on the word ministry. Now, what, is, what does ministry mean? Ministry is, uh, the definition is serving others through our gifts in order to build the church. Serving others through our gifts in order to build the church. We are told that we are to build the church. We see this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, um, uh, Apostle Paul says this, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the full measure of the fullness of Christ. So God has made each and every one of you with unique talents and abilities and personalities and skill sets to help Build up the body of Christ. And we ask Jesus into our life. He's given you at least one spiritual gift. We get the most joy out of life. The most fulfillment out of life. When you and I operate in our gifts for a bigger purpose. And that is to build up the body of Christ. Now, the church benefits from that. As you use your gifts, the church benefits from that. Right now, there are people using their gifts and abilities to build up the body of Christ. I mean, there, there are people working in kids and nursery. There, there are people running sound. There are people running, you know, uh, cameras and all kinds of stuff. 
And there are people, obviously, that just got through leading us in worship. And it's not just on Sundays. It's, it's Wednesdays for family night. Family night's huge. And so as, as, as we work in, with family night and as we um, uh, work in our gifts and our abilities, guess what? We are building up the body of Christ, the church. And so when, when you and I decide to do that, the church benefits. But also it benefits you as well. It benefits you. So what are some of, the, some of the benefits that we get when we serve in our gifts and our abilities? Number one, we discover our gifts. Serving allows us to discover and develop our spiritual gifts. Just like our bodies. Just like our, our, our bodies that God has given to us. We, our bodies have specific parts that have specific things that, that operate that help the body to do what the body does. Our church is made up of people with different skills and abilities. Alone, these, these pieces aren't very useful. But together, when you and I, like a body, when you and I work in our gifts, we create something beautiful. The church benefits, but we also benefit because we get to discover our gifts. If, you, if we never serve, you never get the opportunity to discover what, what God has, has given to you. I love this, what it says in Romans 12, 4 through 8. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, we form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is encouraging, then encouragement. If it is in giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So the Apostle Paul, in the letter to the Romans, Christians in Rome, he, he's telling us, just, just like your body has different parts, you know, my hand would not be good if it was just a hand. It needs other things. It needs, it needs a brain. It needs blood flow. It needs all kinds of stuff. It needs systems that work. And so you and I, we are, bar, we are part of the body of Christ. Now, we're part of the, the bigger body of Christ, the big C church. But guess what? We're also part of this local body of believers, the body of Christ, Lake Point Church. And so it's important that you get to discover your gifts. And that's one of your benefits. Another benefit we see, we experience miracles. The story in John chapter 2, you can go read it later. It's a great story. Jesus is at a wedding, and the couple was running out of wine for its guests. So he tells the servants to go fill some uh, big jars um, all the way to the top with, uh, with water. When they served the water to the guests, it was wine. You know, the guests never knew about the miracle. They didn't. They didn't know the miracle. They thought, man, you saved the best wine for last. This is awesome. This is great. The best wine I've ever tasted. And so the guests didn't know. The, the, the people serving who took the, the, the jar pots and, and filled them with water, they're thinking, this is crazy. What is Jesus? We can't, feed, we can't let him drink water. What, what is he thinking? Of course, a miracle happened while people were serving the guests. So when you and I serve in our gifts, we get to see miracles. 
We get to see things happen. Do you know on, on, on Wednesday nights, we, we've had students that have accepted Christ, the Savior, who, who've not really stepped into a church, that they stepped into this facility on Wednesday nights, family night, and that's why we, re, we rebranded it and named it that. We, we're putting all kinds of volunteers, and it's starting to really flourish, and it's starting to create fruit that we can see, and that fruit is people coming to Christ. And guess what? As we talk to those students, we're also talking to the parents as well. And so as people who get to talk to those students and get to serve, who are here serving on Wednesday nights, whether they're serving a meal or they're serving in a small group Bible study, you know, with with the kids uh, or the students, they get to see the fruits of that. They get to see the miracle of God's work in people's hearts. And that is a miracle because that's something that you can't do and I can't do. But only Jesus can do through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so the more that you can serve in your gifts, the the more that you can see miracles happen. You get to benefit from that. And I'm going to tell you what, those miracles, and there's all kinds of ways that, that God can move and God can show his power in the midst of people while you're serving. Many different ways. But in those ways, help, you, help your faith to grow to the next level. If you're stagnant in your faith, it could be that you're not serving, which means you're not seeing the power of God in the flesh. So I want to encourage you. The more that we can serve in our strengths, then you're going to be able to see the power of God move in your life, which helps to build your faith. So, Benefits, we discover our gifts, we, we experience miracles, we also experience joy and peace. There's happiness, there's joy. Serving others who experience a joy and peace that comes through obedience. In 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11, it says this, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. And so there's joy and there's peace whenever you and I get to serve in our strength. Serving is a form of worship. Serving is an expression of the gratitude we have for what Jesus has done and what he's doing in our lives and in our midst. So as we serve, we get to have that joy. And and let me tell you something. God gets joy from that as well. It's very similar with, for example, Suzanne and I, with all the six kids that we have, every kid is different. Every single one. And so there's not one single pathway for every single kid that's gonna, that's gonna work for everybody. Everybody has a pathway to where God wants to take them. And it's all built around their giftedness, their abilities, their passions, their experiences. And so as, as we get to see kids, our kids flourish, it makes us happy as well. Many of you know that, uh, that Lawson, one of our sons is, um, is at boot camp right now, and I know there are, there are several people praying for him and writing to him, and, and uh, he's at Paris Island, and he is sending us um, amazing letters that we're like, is this the same kid? <laughs> you know, is this the same kid 
It is. And God is doing work in his heart. But you, let, me, let me tell you the reason why I think God is doing work in his heart. Not only is it because people are praying, and thank you for that, but also because he is in a place where he is thriving. I mean, he was built for this. The Marines, he was built for this. He was built to be a Marine and to, and to serve his country. And so he is serving in his strength. And through the boot camp uh, experience, he is growing in that process. And not only is he growing uh, physically and emotionally, but he's growing spiritually. Because guess what? All of those areas are connected to one another. God has made you in, 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 in different ways, in different aspects of, of, that make up who you are. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, socially. All of those areas. And so when, when one is built up, guess what? Others are affected by it as well. And so Lawson is serving in his strength. And, and he is reading through the New Testament. Starting in Matthew. And he's in Acts somewhere. You know, maybe he's further now. But he's sending us letters like, hey, I'm going to church. And uh, we have church here, which we didn't know. And he, and he, is, he is sharing uh, what God is speaking to his life and his heart. And it's like... That fills us with so much joy. It does. Of course, we tell the other kids, hey, Lawson's leaving you in the dust, right? You know, you need to go ahead and, 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 and make sure, you know, you follow in his footsteps and, and read God's word. And we talked about that at our family devotional this week. But we give praise and honor to God for that. And, and it brings so much joy to our life as parents. When you serve in your strengths, when, and when all things are clicking and you're in the place where you, you figure out what God has given to you and you're using that, then, then guess what? God is happy. God is joyful. And that connects with you and it brings joy to your life. I mean, I can't wait to hug Lawson's neck. To say how proud I am of him. I cannot wait. And you know, God, God does that to you every day if you just listen, if you just watch, just wants to hug your neck. Say, I'm proud of you for serving, for standing, for being faithful if you are serving in his strengths. And he wants you to do that. So, we benefit from discovering our, our gifts experience miracles, we experience joy and peace along with the Father. And the last thing we, we experience is our faith. I kind of shared a little bit about this. As we move out of our comfort zone, God increases our, our faith by revealing new potential in ourselves and in our church. When we see what he can do when his power is at work within us, we begin looking for the doors he's opening rather than pushing our way to the ones he's closed. It builds our faith. We get a, a bigger sense of how God is moving in our life. And we can see, when we see how God is moving, guess what? That same pattern, we can see in future instances or examples of how God moves. When we serve in our strengths, it builds our faith. So God has created us and given us specific abilities for his purpose. It's similar like I said earlier, to each part of the body. It takes several ingredients. It takes several pieces to identify your unique shape of ministry to accomplish God's purpose. So shape, S-H-A-P-E, 
is an acronym that I want to share with you today about that, that encompasses the five characteristics that help to determine God's unique purpose for your life. And so this acronym, SHAPE, S-H-A-P-E, stands for the following. Spiritual gifts, heart, which is another word for passion, abilities, personality, and experience. Spiritual gifts, heart, abilities, personality, and experience. The better an individual understands each of these characteristics, the better he or she is able to determine their place in the body of Christ. You have a certain shape designed by God to help fulfill your purpose and to grow his kingdom. Each of you has a different shape. And to help me with this, I'm bringing a toy that you may have played with something like this in the past. I, I was never really great at this, but I'm getting better. And each shape, each shape has a certain place that it goes into. Now, I can't, I can't force it into something else that it wasn't made for. And that can be, that can be very frustrating and so this, each one of these goes into something that fits its right shape. And it's made for that. So just like something as simple as this toy illustrates, God has given you a specific shape. And that shape is for a specific purpose. And when you find out that purpose and you serve in your strengths, the church benefits and you benefit from that. And so what are those, those five different areas? Number one, spiritual gifts. To find your, find your shape, we've got to identify the spiritual gift. So what is a spiritual gift? A spiritual gift is an expression of the Holy Spirit and the life of believers which empowers them to serve the body of Christ, the church. Okay? So, the Holy Spirit, the spiritual gift, is an expression of the Holy Spirit in the life of believers, which empowers you to serve the body of Christ. Now, there are several places in Scripture that, that list these different uh, spiritual gifts. And if you were to list all of them, it basically includes leadership, administration, teaching, knowledge, wisdom, prophecy, discernment, exhortation, shepherding, faith, evangelism, apostleship, service, mercy, giving, and hospitality. Did you get all those? Did you write all those down? You know what? You don't have to know all of those. You, you really just need to focus in on one or two of those. And how do you find that out? Well, you find that out by getting to know the one who created you. God has given you with an expression of the Holy Spirit to serve his vision and purpose in your life. So, when you accept Christ, you are given at least one of those spiritual gifts, okay? You're given at least one of those spiritual gifts. Now, I want to make sure you understand, I'm not, I'm not going to leave you in the dark here because at, at the end of this, at this message toward the end, I'm going to show you a tool that is going to help you with this, okay? So I know some of you are probably like, okay, he just, he just read off a bunch of words. I don't know what my spiritual gift is. How can I remember that? Hey, we've got it covered, all right? So you don't have to worry about that. We will share that in just a few moments. But 
Spiritual gifts is an important part of your shape, the way God has created you. Second one, heart. Okay? Heart or passions. There are certain subjects that you feel passionate about and others that you could really care less about. Okay? Like you might be passionate, you know, uh, pa- passionate about kids, about children. Okay? If, you are, if you're passionate about children, then, you know, maybe that's kind of an area you, sh- you should be working in. Okay? Or maybe you're passionate about music. Okay? Maybe that's an area you, you, could, be, um, you, could, you could work in. That, but that's, that passion is, is a God-given um, passion that God wants to show you. And God has a purpose in giving you your inborn interest. So don't ignore your natural interest. Okay? Don't ignore your natural interest. People rarely excel at tasks they don't enjoy doing. So if you don't enjoy doing something, that's not your passion. It's not. If you don't enjoy doing, doing something, then that's not your passion. High achievers enjoy what they do. If you want to be a high achiever, feel successful, you're going to do something that you really enjoy doing. So we have spiritual gifts, S. We have heart, okay, your passion, your, your desires. You have abilities, Abilities. These are the natural talents that you were born with. For example, some people have a natural ability with words. They come out, they come out of the womb talking, right? They just like to talk, right? And husbands don't say amen. Um, others are natural with, and good with numbers. They think mathematically and they can't understand why you and I don't understand calculus, okay? And so God has given you certain abilities um, and, and, and put it and designed it inside of you. Why? For the purpose of give, to showing you that he loves you and for the purpose of um, edifying the church, building up the church, and for benefiting you and building you up as well. And so we have abilities. So we have spiritual gifts. We have heart. We have abilities. And then P stands for Personality. It's obvious that God has not used a cookie-cutter way to create people. He hasn't. He hasn't created people the exact same way. He's created, he's wired people with different personalities. You know, he's made introverts and extroverts. He made people who love routine and those who love variety. Some people work best with an individual assignment whereas other people work better as a team. There's no right or wrong temperament for ministry. Your personality will affect how and where you use your uh, your spiritual gifts and abilities. For example, two people may have the same spiritual gift of, of evangelism, but if one is an introvert, if their personality is introvert, and the other is an extrovert, that gift of evangelism will be expressed in different ways. Are you following? Okay. So he he uses all of these components. If he's given you the gift of of, of evangelism to share Christ, and you're just like, man, I'm just really good at just sharing Christ. If you're an extrovert, you're going to be talking to people immediately. If, If you're an introvert... You're going to do it a different way, but you're still going to share Christ, which means it doesn't mean that you have to be an extrovert to share Jesus. Now, this is just one of examples of many of different formulas 
that God has given to us in those five areas. But if you happen to be an introvert and you feel like you have the spiritual gift of evangelism, that's great. You can use that gift. I hope this is making sense to you. So we have shape, S-H-A-P-E, spiritual gifts, heart, your abilities, your personality. God uses your personality. And then last, fifth, experience. He uses your experience. Our experiences shape how we view the world around us and how we learn to successfully navigate our experiences, both positive ways and in negative ways. Both positive experiences will have an, effect, have an, an impact on, on, on your serving. And negative experience as well will have that, an impact on how you serve and how you fulfill God's calling of ministry in your life. And so we have spiritual gifts, heart. Man, what, what, do, you, what do you love doing? What is something, man, I just, I just think about this all the time. I mean, if, you, if, you're, if your heart's passion is to, you know, binge watch a bunch of shows on Netflix, then I guess that can be something that God can use. You know, who knows? But whatever your heart, your passion is, and abilities, whatever God has given you. Now, don't think that, oh, God's, God's really never really, he's, he's not really giving me a talent. Yes, he has. He's given you abilities. He has. Okay? It may not be on a stage somewhere. It may not be speaking in front of people. It may not be with musical, ability, musical abilities. It may not be as an athlete. Okay? It, it could be in a wide variety of different ways. That's why Suzanne and I have learned, again, that every kid is wired differently. And those who, who have large families, you have lots of kids, you, you know what I'm talking about. Every child is wired differently. And so you do have abilities. And then personality. Personality. What, is, um, what are the personality traits that God has given you? And then experience. You take your experiences, you take where God, where God has placed you in various areas of your life, whether it be at a school, on a certain sports team, and in, in maybe in a band or a chorus, or parents in a, in a job setting, and a different kind of job setting, and different, you know, just different environments. God has given you those experiences. And so when you include experiences in this, it's going to help you to understand your full shape of how God has wired you and how God has brought things into your life to help you fulfill his purpose and your purpose. So, how do you do that? How do you, how do you take spiritual gifts, your desire, your abilities, your personality, and your experience all rolled up in one? I mean, it's, it can get a little confusing, I know. So, but what we've done, and I'm going to share with you today, is there is a shape test, and it's an assessment that I want to strongly encourage everyone to take. Now, this is something that you can take at your leisure, and it's something that you're going to find the results about yourself and you're going to be able to share that with us as a church. And the only reason to share that is to be able to say, all right, let's, let's meet up with, 
you know, with this, and this person, and this person, they have these certain abilities, let's get them together, and let's, let's create something, let's get them plugged into something, or, or whatever. I just want to help you to grow in your faith by serving in your strengths. And so, here's what, here's what we've done. There is a, uh, on one of the pages on our website, it's, um, there's an assessment. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. This assessment is not something you can just do in five minutes, probably not even 10 minutes. It's going to take a little bit of your, of your time. There's several questions, but it goes into helping you figure out your spiritual gifts, your passions your, around your heart, your abilities, and uh, your personality, and your experiences. And what, what this will do is will help you get a better idea of, of, of yourself and your shape. So, how do you find it? I'm so glad you asked. It's on our website, lakepointonline.com forward slash shape. And it neat how I did that? Shape. You go to that, that's all you need. So here's what I want you to do. Everybody get out your phone. Come on, it's okay. Now if you have a flip phone, I'm sorry. You know. But everybody get out your phone. Every, even you're watching online. You might be watching. Now, if you're driving, please don't do this. You know, uh, whether if you're watching live or watching later. But I want you to get out your phone. Go, go to whatever web browser you have, you use. And I want you to make sure that you can access this. Because I want you to be able to, when you, put, when you look at your phone next time, it's going to be right there. I want you to be able to, to, to do that. So you can go to lakepointonline.com, lakepoint, L-A-K-E, P-O-I-N-T, online, O-N-L-I-N-E dot com, forward slash, okay, shape, S-H-A-P-E. Okay? When you're there, just raise your hand. Got it? Okay, so it's working, right? Okay? Good? Awesome. Now, you're not going to have time to, to we're, we're not going to do this now. There's, there's no time. But if you notice at the top there, it says for you to... Um, uh, for you to send this to an email address. And that email is, is right there. So when you're done, it'll, it'll give you a, a place to fill a form out. Now, um, there's also a place where you can send it to yourself. But fill out the form, and, and at the bottom, uh, send this to like a church leader or whatever. So I need you to send it to, and it's right there on that page, shape at lakepointonline.com. Shape at lakepointonline.com. And um, that'll get forward to us. And then what we will do, we will, we will uh, um, use that. And um, we, we will help you to help identify your shape of ministry. Now, why am I doing this? Why am, why am I going through all this, this trouble? Because we're going to do whatever it takes to do ministry. We're going to do whatever it takes for ministry. And again, ministry is serving others through our gifts, in order to build the church. Serving others through our gifts in order to build the church, through the shape of how God's created you. And so when you get home, I'd love for you to do it this week. Even better yet, maybe do it today because that you're thinking about it. You probably have some time. I'm going to do this as well. And so I want you to fill this out, complete it, put in that email, shape at lakepointonline.com, and... Um, and we're, we're going to, as a church, walk through this to see what we're going to do whatever it takes to serve in our strengths and our abilities with the shape that God has given to us.
Now, church, I can't make you do that. I'm just asking as your pastor. Would you just trust me on that? Okay, that would, it would be great. And plus, I think, I think it would really give some great insight into you as well. You could be, you could be trying to live your life and you've been, trying to, you've been trying to do this and it's very, very frustrating. And maybe, just maybe, you'll figure out, oh, that's what I need to do and that is much easier. Let's, let's serve in the way God has designed us, right? And so... Um, I'm going to, I just want to make sure you do that. Now, as we close, we're going to go and close it out. But I want to make sure you understand this. God has a purpose for your life. Your purpose is not just to come to church on Sunday, sit here, sing some songs, hear some God preach, and leave. And that's it. Your purpose is much greater than that. Your purpose is, a, I mean, your purpose is to take what what God is, is doing in your life and share it with others and serve others and to edify and to build up the church. That is your purpose. Now, for those who don't feel like you have a spiritual gift, I want to make, make sure we, we're, we're able to help you. But if you've accepted Christ as Savior, if you've invited him into your life, you have a spiritual gift. Just got to help figure that out. But if you've never accepted Christ as Savior, then it could be that the thing you're missing, that hole in your heart, that hole in your life, could be the very spiritual gift that God wants to give you. And the Holy Spirit will give that spiritual gift whenever you accept Him as Lord and Savior and you invite the Holy Spirit into your life. So every head bowed, every eye closed, you know, I, I, meet, I meet several people in my walk in the community who just, they just share things like, you know, I just, I just feel like I'm, I'm just floating around. I just don't feel like I have a purpose. I just really haven't figured this out. Or maybe I've done all these things and it's still empty. And the reason why is because there's an empty hole in their life and their soul. And, and that could be you. If that is you, whether you're here or you're watching online, I want to make sure I give you that opportunity. Because that hole in your heart and your soul, God wants to fill. And that is with the Holy Spirit. And he's going to give you extra gifts along with that. But what that takes is this. It just takes you identifying, that, hey, I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a Savior. And I, Jesus, to forgive me of my sin. So if this is you and you want to accept him as Savior, you could just simply say a prayer like this. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus. I believe he is your son. I believe he died for me. Please forgive me my sin. I confess my sin to you. Please, dear Jesus, come into my life. Be Lord of my life and fill the empty void in my heart. I accept you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So, you have a homework assignment, and I'm going to be following up with an email just so you won't have any excuse. In fact, I'll send a text and an email to your phone. 
And I'll make sure you have no excuse to make sure you fill that out. I really mean this. We're going to do whatever it takes uh, to make sure we're serving in our strengths and our abilities. Um, hey, we want to uh, remind you one more time. Uh, October uh, 9th, no, October 10th, sorry, is the, uh, is the uh, tailgate. Thank you. The tailgate. So you want to make sure you're there for that. Put that on your calendar. Invite some friends. It's going to be a great, great time. Just so you know, the, the first Sunday um, in October, we're not going to do breakfast Sunday. And here's the reason why. Because that is a fall break. All right? And so that is two weeks from, ten, uh, from today. And so we're not going to do breakfast Sunday. But that next Sunday, we're going to do the tailgate. Okay? Um, that, that we have a great time of fellowship. I uh, want you to come back next week. Next week, uh, we will end um, this Whatever It Takes series with our fifth purpose of a church, and that is worship. So make sure you're here for that. You don't want to miss it. We love you guys. We'll see y'all later. Thank you.